he has pulled and tried to block this intersection. This guy's getting out of his car. Like, is he going to hurt us? Like, what's going on? The guy in the car pulls a gun. Did you hear about the person that got shot on your road? I was truly scared for my life. From HV Studio, this is Unnerved. Welcome back to the Unnerved Podcast, where normal people share their abnormal stories. And if you enjoy true stories of the strange and terrifying, then you're in the right place. I'm your host, Chris Fricky. Have you ever reached your breaking point? The moment where the stress of everyday life reaches your limit. And then, one little thing completely sets you off. This feeling is universal. You never know when you might encounter someone who is a ticking time bomb, just waiting to explode. In today's story, Chloe and Rachel encounter a man who had reached his breaking point, a breaking point that almost led to murder. This is their story. My name is Rachel, and I was in Indiana with my husband's family. So one of my husband's sisters, she's one of the twins, Caitlin, she was getting married in July. And so we were up there in Indiana for two weeks to help with all the wedding preparations and all that that goes into it. All of us girls, so Caitlin and Chloe, the twins, one of my friends, Ronnie, uh, myself and Mama Binks, we're all headed to the mall for some last minute shopping for the wedding and just to button up a few things that had to be done uh, last minute. Here's Chloe. We all decided to drive up like separately because we were going to divide and conquer after lunch and kind of go do different things. There was an open house we had to make an appearance at and then Caitlin and my mom were going to go shopping for some last minute wedding things and then Rachel and her friend were going to split ways. I wanted my sister to ride with me because I wanted as much time with her before she got married and left as, as much as possible. So we're all leaving the house. It's a very backcountry road. It's very out of the way. All of us are a little bit in a hurry. We all were kind of rushing down the driveway a little bit. We're in three different cars. You have Mama Banks in her car, Chloe and Caitlin in Chloe's car, a little red car. And then you have me and my friend Ronnie in her car. And we're the last car. So it's Mama Binks, Chloe, Caitlin, me and Ronnie. Mama Binks gets out on the road just fine. Chloe pulls up real quick and stops quick because there's trees right up to the road. You kind of have to get the nose of your car into the road to see. She did kind of pull quickly to the road and stop. At that moment, a black or a very dark car sped by so quickly. I gasped because I thought they were going to wreck. The car was so close and he was going so fast down a country road, which is like 45 miles per hour, and he was going at least 70. Thankfully, I did stop at the end of my driveway before I pulled out, but I think that they were a little bit startled by me uh, flying down our driveway. Understandably so, that was definitely, that was on me. But I did stop and it kind of scared me because he sped by really fast. Like, people shouldn't speed that fast on country roads because it's just dangerous. 
I was really startled by it, but I was kind of like, oh, wow, okay, like he's going fast. He had rolled down his window and he flipped me off. Like, okay, you know, well, let's be civil here. Like, I, I like, that's fair. I probably scared him. He went by, he laid on his horn, he was clearly upset, but, you know, after a few seconds, we all were like, okay, it's passed, like, she took off on the road, Ronnie and I got on the road, and we're following. But as we go down this road, we notice that he has pulled and tried to block this intersection. It's a, it's a part where two roads meet. Mama Binks went left to town. If you went straight, you could also get to town, it's just a little further. Well, he tried to block both the roads with his vehicle. He wasn't able to block all of it, but he was trying. I was going to turn left, but he had seen that's where my mom had turned in. He blocked that road off with his car and got out of his car. That's where I was supposed to turn. Oh my gosh, this guy's getting out of his car. Like, is he going to hurt? Like, what's going on? My sister's like screaming at me, like, just go straight, go straight. And I definitely was not going to attempt to turn there with a crazy person getting out of their car. I just had this like gut feeling that I was going to get shot. And I didn't know, I didn't know why I had that feeling, but I was like, I don't know why, but I feel like this guy would shoot us. Chloe and Caitlin, they speed past him, thankfully, and, and this guy is just throwing his hands up in the air. He looks irate. I remember he has like a beard, he has like a cap and like sunglasses on, but I've never seen somebody look so mad over something like that in my life. Like I've grown up in Florida, road rage is a thing, but I've never seen somebody try to block the road and then get out of their vehicle and, and stop your car like this guy did. So much anger was just like pouring off of him. While Ronnie, my friend, who is driving her car, goes, oh, did he pop a tire? Does he need help? And starts slowing down the vehicle. And I'm screaming at her, like, drive, go, don't stop. I'm, like, looking in the car if there's any kind of weapon, because she's thinking this guy, you know, needs something. But she does drive past. We went pretty fast straight, and we still could not catch up with Chloe and Caitlin. And then there was no service, so nobody could get a hold of each other. My sister-in-law, Rachel, and her friend were behind us. I was like, oh my gosh, I hope they didn't turn there. I hope that they're coming straight too. Like, it all kind of happened so fast and I was truly terrified and I didn't even know if that was like a valid feeling. I was kind of like, am I going crazy? Like, why am I this, why am I this scared right now? I was truly scared for my life, but I, I had no idea that he was actually a crazy person. I just was like, that just was a really odd thing that happened. So I'm flying down our country road now at this point because I'm afraid he'll get in his car and follow us. Like, he just acted that upset. So I finally get out onto the highway in my little car and I'm just going like 80 miles an hour. I was like, I hope someone pulls me over at this point because I just would feel a lot safer if someone did. I didn't know if he was coming behind me. I didn't know where Rachel and her friend were. Me and my sister, we finally make it more towards like the Huntington area. And I was like, I don't think he's followed us. He would have caught up to us by now. It was definitely wild. We met everyone for lunch and my mom was like, you cannot fly down our driveway like that. Like that scares people. And I was like, I know, I know I shouldn't have done that. But all day I was just kind of like shaken up about it. I didn't know that that was like a valid feeling. All day, even when we were shopping, I just like couldn't get that encounter out of my brain. So that had happened about two o'clock in the afternoon-ish, I'm thinking. And we didn't get home until 
9, 9.30. So it was a good long while after that. And I told my dad, I was like, I really want you to hide my car because it was bright red. You could definitely see it like a mile away. It stuck out like a sore thumb. I'm just afraid that this person would, like, he knows where I live. I just want to be safe. So my dad hid my car and I drove my sister's car to work Monday morning and that had happened on a Saturday. It was about seven o'clock in the morning when my when my coworker got to work. The first thing she said to me was, where were you on Saturday? We just had kind of a girl's day before my sister got married. You know, then on Sunday, I didn't really do much. Well, did you hear about the person that got shot on your road? Oh my gosh, no way. Like it had to be that guy. Like that's the first thing that I thought of. I was like, it has to be him. My coworker is immediately like, <laughs> when I told her what had happened in the afternoon, like at like two o'clock-ish, and she's like, well, this happened at four. What did the car look like and all this stuff? And so she's networking with her people, trying to figure out like details. And I called my mom immediately and was like, mom, someone got shot on our road on Saturday. It's got to be the same person that we ran into. And my mom was like, oh my gosh, wow, like that's just crazy. My adrenaline, even at work, my heart was racing all day. I just couldn't stop thinking about it. After hearing these details, Rachel called the police to report what they encountered the day of the shooting. This helped the police piece together what happened prior to the shooting and who was responsible. The man in the car was Matthew Cole, and the man he shot was named Jeffrey Warnock. Over the next few days, Rachel and Chloe learned more details of what happened after their encounter with Matthew. The guy had been reported seen driving up and down their road. It kind of seemed like he was looking to find Chloe and get vengeance on her for freaking him out while he was driving 70 miles an hour on a 45 mile an hour road. But he had been spotted driving up and down that road and he swerved in front of, or a tractor swerved in front of him. Guy gets out, starts screaming at the, the guy in the tractor. Things conspire to they're almost in like a fist fight and the guy in the car pulls a gun shoots the guy i believe twice and drives off and leaves him for dead this guy had to crawl to the nearest house which he was plowing fields in indiana so it's wide away like the fields are huge without a house in sight he crawls his way to this house for help gets evacuated, you know, air out to the hospital. The person that he had shot worked for our neighbor. We were like, oh my gosh, like, is this person okay? Thankfully, that person is very alive and well today and, and doing just fine. The person did turn himself in. His wife encouraged him to turn himself into the authorities. They had him in custody. And we had reached out, when Rachel had reached out to them, and after they'd gotten kind of everyone in our family's statements a little bit, we had been asking questions about how long was he going to be locked up. Like, we were definitely like, what if he comes back for revenge? You just don't know with psychotic people like that. They questioned him about encountering a red car. He immediately said that he wanted a lawyer. 
Like, he would not talk about it. The police came to Chloe's workplace to get a written statement from her, and they also brought photos of possible suspects that could be linked to the crime. Matthew was one of them. It was really hard to pick him out of a lineup, but I almost did. But the police officer told me, he's like, if you're not 100% sure, I'd rather you just not pick anybody at all. And because he could tell I was like definitely debating between a couple people. When it came to the trial and everything, they, they had subpoenaed me and my mom and Rachel and Rachel's friend to come and testify against him at the trial. And thankfully, we didn't end up having to actually go, but we did meet with the prosecutor and went over everything with him. But thankfully, he did end up taking a plea bargain and his wife did testify against him and told the court that after he had had an altercation with me, he came home very furious and angry and upset. And he, that's when he had gotten his gun. And that's when he just left in his car again. So his wife knew that there was something going on and that he could very potentially be dangerous to somebody. So thankfully he didn't have a gun when I had encountered him, but for some reason, I just had this gut feeling that it definitely could have been me that day. So I feel really horrible for the person that he encountered later, but yeah, it was definitely, definitely wild. And I think he'll be in jail for, I think eight years. So definitely a good amount of time, but yeah, it was really, really scary. And I, I'm so thankful that it wasn't any worse than just getting flipped off on my road. I mean, it could have been so much worse, but yeah, it was really, it was really wild. I tried reaching out to Jeffrey on Facebook, but I haven't heard anything back yet. Thankfully, no one was fatally harmed that day, the day when road rage escalated to violence on a quiet country road in Indiana. Thanks again for listening to Unnerved. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends and leave a review wherever you get your podcasts. And if you guys want to see photos related to each episode, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Unnerved Podcast. There, you'll be able to see photos of the location and everyone involved in this case. All the links will be in the show notes. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.